Hi everybody, welcome back to Sundays at Sarah's. It's me, Miriam. And it's me, Marissa. And Sarah's actually not here today because she's prepping for her solo show, which is coming up this week. Um, and you can today? actually, so when this episode comes out, we'll actually be helping her install her show. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this on Sunday and or Monday, you have all week to stop by the Glass Gallery at UTEP and see Sarah's work in person. And I don't know if she's having, does her flyer have the reception date? I believe it's going to be on Thursday, the 14th. Okay. Thursday the 14th. Probably at like 6, six or 7. Okay. Well, we'll probably post. Probably. We'll, we'll we will definitely, definitely post, post yeah. um, more information about her show on uh, our Instagram account, Sundays at Sarah's. Uh, we'll all be sharing it all week. So if you're able to, please stop by. It would mean a lot if you could come out and support our girl, Sarah. I know. And we're super proud of her because this is actually her second solo show. Yeah. And she's been working really, really hard. So go ahead and check her out and check the show out if you're in town. Um, yeah, that's it. We, oh, and for new listeners, like, if we have any new listeners out there, um, how would you describe, like, our little podcast? I always say that we're three female creatives. That's what it says in our Instagram, just because we all work in different mediums. Mm -hmm. But we are three female artists, and we talk about how we navigate the art world, um, certain, like, our opinions on certain art topics. Yeah. Yeah, general interest, you know, things that also I think one of the first things we talked about when we first started was that we wanted to be kind of a relatable voice that you can hear if you're starting your art journey, um, mm -hmm. because sometimes it can be wild, chaotic, discouraging, um, but we want everyone to know that oh, almost every experience is shared in one way or another and that we can relate and hopefully in some small way, we can offer advice or even solace just knowing you're not going through these things alone. Um, and I'm really happy that we've been able to do it for so many episodes already. And we're so happy that so many of you guys keep coming back to listen to our episodes and have been sharing and, you know, talking about it. So it means a lot to us. Yes. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So for today's <coughs> Sorry. episode, no, I'm getting over a little cough. <laughs> um, for today's episode, we're gonna talk about sketchbooking mm -hmm. and what we keep in our sketchbooks, and then we're also gonna talk about a little bit um, about an artist that I discovered uh, kind of a while ago, and then I just showed Marissa today. <laughs> so her name is Louise Despont. Um, some of you might know her. Um, I actually discovered her through my art professor, my drawing professor. She introduced it, introduced her to our class, and I would describe her work as, I guess, like very technical, a lot of graphs, a lot of mark making, a lot of pattern. Yeah, um, and she works mostly, I guess, you different colored pencils on paper, different yeah. pencils on paper. And it's very, I would say, if you look at it from afar, it might seem like non-objective. Mm -hmm. But when you kind of go through her concepts, you can kind of start seeing certain forms. 
Yeah. As well. For me, I felt the opposite. Like, when I oh, saw okay. her work, the closer I was to it, the more non-objective it became and the further out I got. Um, and we'll kind of talk about this in a little bit, too, in one of the videos where she had her work displayed in the round. And she was talking about, um, you know, the cycle of a cell. I didn't see any, like, kind of human oh, uh-huh. forms until it pulled away. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I see kind of like the figure what would be a figure sitting there but up close because it's so detail oriented and pattern and that repetition of shape um which is pattern <laughs> i know right <laughs> um yeah like but it's beautiful like, it is very soft color palette and subtle because i guess one because of the paper that she works on the old ledger paper it mm-hmm. has kind of like a tint and age to it um and then working so delicately with those pencils on top the the marks themselves don't really feel so heavy or deep, but because there's so much layering, they build up on, on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel the same. Um, so, she, Louise, she's she was or is, like, New York-based, and she said that she grew up in New York, but um, recently she moved to Bali for, like, the past... I believe it's been, like, two or three years now. I think she said three years. Yeah, and she's been working in Bali and really taking the surroundings and the environment of Bali and putting them into her work and she discusses a lot about her concepts being about like the spirituality of the temples and how people carry their their lives and Mm -hmm. how it's kind of very simple how every day is just kind of like easy (laughs) simple life there because it's kind of like like a repetition and she Obviously, you can see, like, the repetition in her work, but also the kind of spirituality that she took from her learnings from from Bali and from, like, their spiritual practices, and she puts them into her drawings as well. What did you, well, what did you think about, like, the videos that I showed you? I think the first one... Um... I was really taken back with how well, I guess because I'm still learning how to talk about my work and I, I'm still dealing with like the confidence of describing like, you know, your motivations or uh, sometimes feeling like you have to explain everything about your work and mm-hmm. you really don't all the time. But um, how well spoken she is about like her thoughts and uh, it sounds very beautiful, but it's also not overwordy. It was very simple. Yeah, I feel um, like the way she talks, like it's easy to understand. Yeah, but still the level. It's very thoughtful. Yeah, of how much <clears throat> she knows herself. Yeah, is like yeah, definitely very nice. That's yeah. what I really appreciated in that first video. It was an art twenty one video. Or yeah, like, both yeah, of them, both them are art twenty one videos. And we just watched them on YouTube literally, like, maybe yeah. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> it was a refresher for Miriam, but a first time for me. Um, I really enjoyed... She was talking about... Because um, I guess a lot of times with, with being in university, you get questioned by your professors, like, why do you choose to work on this material? You get introduced to new types of papers, rice papers. Um, or, like, maybe you're not working on paper at all. Maybe mm-hmm. you're working on a wall directly maybe you're working on fabric it doesn't matter you know you get introduced to a bunch of materials but she was addressing you know why she uses the ledger papers and how ledger papers were used to you know track finances and be records of 
uh, kind of like uh, things that happened in your life and for her becoming things like a, a record of the time that goes into making the piece like it, it's a because it it takes a team to really work on these things she has assistants and the right. first one she had one assistant and Bali she had two that I saw in the video um and kind of having something to reflect on that time spent on it um which I thought was really like I said thoughtful um yeah and then of course the work is just very beautiful to look at and almost uh you when you see her working on it it's kind of hard to believe that all those little shapes end up being these really massive pieces that come together. And even the framing process, I think, was it the first video where she takes yeah. it to get it framed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Because um, you don't really, well, I guess for me, we had like one framing lesson at yeah. the very last <laughs> minute of my um, university art career. But to see something, you know, it was hard to build a frame shadow box for a, a small maybe like four by six no I would say like maybe eight by ten print so you know the kind of a process of creating a frame and mounting uh drawings at such a grand scale that she has a lot of her work I was really impressed and I think sometimes it would be nice like if I had just gone to I don't know what how you go to school for framing it's like a trade school you just learn it oh like I think how do you do that? I don't know. I think you, yeah, I feel like you have to, like, be born. Be born, like, yeah. Yeah, born into it. Yeah, I thought that was, like, I would love to know how to do that and be able to facilitate that for other people. Yeah. Um, not yeah, because I'm like, like oh, it's easier than being creative and trying to make work, but just because it's, like, it's just a whole other process. Like, it's just something yeah. else that, and to be so delicate with because you, like, the people that you're working with will have so much different materials and I think she was even saying how, like, the the way that she was mounting it, it was, like, the special kind of, like, rice paper that um, it comes off with a little oh, bit of humidity. Yeah, like, like just, like, all paper, the different yeah. kinds of ways that you can do that stuff. So it, I really liked the first video because I thought she spoke about the work really well and seeing kind of, like, the process from her morning routine, you know, getting up and then going into the work having her assistant, taking it to get framed, like kind of seeing that in a short clip was really nice. Um, I like the Bali video as well. Again, like you see a lot of repetition, not just with her and her assistants, but like Miriam was saying, the everyday life of the community that she was living in. And um, also there was like a moment at the end where she was getting work installed at the drawing center for a... a was it a solo show, I guess? Or I think, yeah, just like, I think it was in maybe one of the rooms. One of the rooms, yeah. she had an installation. Yeah, and they, she had like a model of, I guess, a house or a sort of temple-like building, um, I guess, inspired from what she saw in Bali. And then they created like a larger version of that. Mm -hmm. And this guy was just tapping those, what is that called? The uh, Like a um, wooden cork or something. Yeah, rods like wooden oh, okay, like yeah. wooden dowel rods but like probably hundreds of them and that's like all I was doing and again I thought oh how nice like I wish I could just I know like, do there, like there was just like <laughs> so much repetition in the video and like every time like one of the assistants was like just drawing circles over and over and or over or shading again. in yeah. a square <laughs> and, and or that guy just like dabbing in thousands of like those little rods uh, me and Marissa were like, 
wow, I just want his job. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want that job. Yeah, because like, we were kind of talking about how there's a sort of, like, a mindlessness that goes into it because you just kind of let go of everything else and you just let yourself focus completely on one activity and um, how there's a, a really nice therapy in that. Mm-hmm. And I guess because, you know, we're going along, working our jobs, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in retail, we're, and it's, it, it's we're a side hustle. Yeah, you know, our day jobs. Um, don't quit your daydreams or your day jobs. But, um, you know, I, I'm always like, I work at Target, you know? <laughs> and, like, it can be very physically demanding at times, definitely mentally and sometimes emotionally draining. So to kind of have a practice that allows you to completely forget everything and just focus on that one practice is such a such a sweet dream i know (laughs) it would be so nice um but i would love to be her assistant wouldn't that be so amazing just to of course i'm not saying it's not hard work because obviously there's a lot of time spent into it um a lot of care that's given into her pieces but it's just um it's not hard (laughs) i don't want to say it's not hard but it's it's still like, 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 yeah, like we said, like there a lot of repetition. Yeah. So it's kind of therapeutic in a way as well. And this is really um, like a side note, but I was watching a Hot Ones episode. It's a if you guys don't know, it's um, a YouTube series where mm. Sean, the interviewer, gets a celebrity guest. They eat a bunch of hot wings as he interviews them, and one of the guests that they had recently was Ashton Kutcher. And he was, Sean was asking Ashton about, like, um, past jobs that he had, like, in his teenage and young adult life. And he was saying how, like, he used to work um, at, like, a cereal factory, like, sweeping, like, dust. Or I don't know if it was cereal oh, or what. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just, like, um, you know, like, working on a farm. These kind of labor jobs. And I think the question was, like, how do those jobs compare to, you know, like, coming out of a meeting in Silicon Valley? Because I guess he's into all this uh, Wall Street stuff and... Uh, apps and all this development and Ashton was saying how like the there's a lot of mental exhaustion when he comes out of those meetings that it's very difficult it's very hard Mm -hmm. but that he would take that over the physical exhaustion of any of his uh jobs that he had like there's just no comparison he's like it's hard but it beats literally every single job I've had. So that's what I'm th- that's what I'm saying when it's like it's not hard. Like there is an exhaustion that comes with it, but I it's not like when you're that's all you have to devote your time to. You know, it's a yeah. very I guess again, a sweet dream <laughs> maybe yeah. one day that we'll get to do. Um <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to comment about, we were talking about um well, I don't know. Should I talk yeah, about, like, how no. I was saying... She does mention how, like, when... In the time that she's been there, she's noticed how, like, the tourism footprint has made a big impact, even in that small amount of time that she's been there. <clears throat> and I had mentioned to Miriam when we were talking about, like, our immediate thoughts afterwards that I thought it was... Um, I appreciated how she brought that up because I've noticed that there's been, like, a big wave of just influencers, bloggers, just, like, all kinds of people who either travel to Bali or move there 
and you know they have this kind of spiritual time yeah. and then mm-hmm. they come back and they record everything about it and they kind of take the best of course you go and you travel and you have new experiences and I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any means but um there was one thing that I noticed was that she you know she spent all these years in Bali producing and making this work only to have it displayed in this big grand because it is a big deal to have your work displayed in a gallery especially like the drawing center where the people that you're gaining all this influence and experience and spirituality from don't have the access to view the work that you're inspired by and not that she's like taking advantage of this or that like you know it's a privilege for white artists to go into developing nations or not that Bali is a, I don't know if Bali is a we kind of said is it like is it a, I don't think yeah I feel like <coughs> I don't think it is like I feel like like in in maybe like some American eyes it would be seen as that because like the technology or like I guess it's just like western but I yeah like it's just it's not that it's just that it's different like, yeah it's just different but, you know, taking those experiences and it's just a different audience. And yeah. I, and she did kind of briefly mention it. And so I thought it was very poignant of her like to adjust because I was really thinking about that, like, um, and not just her, just like everybody that I've seen on YouTube recommended pages going to Bali and but it is beautiful like when you go there you, it, there I mean I don't think there's any way to not be inspired by the temples the landscape the agriculture the routine of everything um kind of like how she was saying that someone goes and they bless the house every day and all of that like it it is very beautiful um but it is something to think about that she gets to make work here in a very nice building um you know, at her leisure, which not that she's not working, she's obviously working, and then to take it halfway across the world and show it to, um, I'm sure, like a upper class group of people who are able to see work like that, or who maybe have the language to discuss, or the school to understand, you know, who study art maybe, or just, you know, it is a very um, different experience and something to think about. Not in a bad or good way, I guess. Just something that I was thinking about. No, and I agree. Like, and I, like, the, like, I, like, that was not the first thing that I thought of. But I still thought, like, that was, like, still, like, a valid, like, opinion. And also, like, mm-hmm. something, like, a seed that was put in my head. And, like, you think about all the other artists who, who do that. <laughs> and, um... Maybe, like, some people, and, like, I definitely, like, people, like, influencers kind of, like, taking advantage of, like, the, (coughs) like you said, like, only the good things about a place, like, and not, and, like, you know, if anything bad happens, like, they can just leave and go back home, and, like, they have that luxury, and, like, I, I do see it, and then, like, I see the goods and the bad, and, like, but I still appreciate, like, the work, and, like, Obviously, it's, like, beautiful. And she was able to translate her appreciation of that spirituality and, um, I guess, practice Mm -hmm. from there in a very... um, What I liked, one of the things that she said was that um, 
the work is very easily understandable to everybody because it's not, um, I guess because it is more non-objective, but you still can gather forms from it. And so, well, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I just really like, you guys should watch the videos. Yeah. She talks about her work way better than I ever could, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, I really enjoyed the way she took what she absorbed from there and translated it onto the paper and how it is different from earlier pieces in, for me, more subtle ways because I haven't invested that much time into looking at her whole body of work, but um, still very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And another thing that she talked about oh, yeah. were her sketchbooks, <laughs> her, her sketchbooks and how she loved the idea of like filling up a sketchbook mm -hmm. and that a sketchbook in her case was not something that she was planning on ever showing anybody so she could really be free with her work yeah so we're gonna talk about our sketchbooks yeah and sketchbooking in general and like what we think about it so yeah I think um the way that she said it in the video was like that drawing used to be looked at as kind of like the more romantic thing of painting because it was whenever they, you know, you see paintings that was like what made it, but the drawings, the sketchbooks were more private. And when they started showing them, it was like the intimate things of the artist. And now it's like, there's kind of more, um, we were talking about like kind of like a pressure to, have this sort of aesthetic in your sketchbook to fill it, to make it look, you know, very beautiful and, um, and not I feel perfect, like but also mm. like in, um, like social media, like who, people who purely just work with sketchbook, like sketchbook artists. Yeah. And that's like their final drawing, not just like a, a sketch <laughs> like, yeah so I like that's I feel like that's where I see a lot of the pressure yeah where you should have like that like what you said like an aesthetic or a beautiful sketchbook and all the pages should be like completely filled or yeah. like you know something like that and you even said right now that your earlier sketchbooks that you weren't considering like someone's gonna see this you know you were just filling it that Terry or other professors res really responded to things that were happening uh, compositionally or just like with your materials and things and that you kind of lost a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like I have and I feel like even my sketchbooks now, even though people aren't going through them or I'm not really post sharing them. Yeah, sharing them. Like I feel like they still are like somewhat boring or not as fun or maybe I'm still trying to fit in like a certain like series or certain pattern in the sketchbook so it's not yeah. all over the place even though I know like uh, it's not like something that's going to be shown in like a gallery or I'm not planning on like showing it off yeah. to anybody but I still feel like I'm holding back than what I was doing like before how many sketchbooks do you think you have oh I don't know <laughs> Um, I, I'm like, I think I like threw some away. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. I've definitely thrown away like the sketchbooks from like intermediate and middle school where it was just like really bad manga anime style like <laughs> drawings. But that was how I learned like how yeah. to draw like 
my basic draftman skills came from all of that. But to look back, it was like, this is an embarrassing moment. Like, I can't... Not because manga or anime is bad, but, like, because the drawings were so <laughs> bad. Like, like you know, like, where you draw the arms behind the yeah, back. Yeah, so you don't, you don't have, have to draw hands. hands. Yeah. Or, like, the feet were, like, everything's, like, super nice, and then the feet is, like, two little loaves and yeah. stuff. Like, but, I, I'm, like... I feel like I even, like, started off not even owning a sketchbook. Yeah. Like, just in college rule. Just, like, yeah. drawing. Or, like, those just really cheap ones from the Dollar yeah. Tree where they fall out because the glue that holds the paper oh, is super yeah. bad. And it's just, like... Yeah. I think even now I probably have less than six sketchbooks, like... And that I've probably kept since I was in college. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I feel really guilty about is that I don't do more sketching or even thumbnail sketches in preparation for larger work. Yeah. Like I never really did that. And even though it was constantly encouraged, I was kind of like, no, I'll just save it for the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like a point where I was, well, I was doing like storyboard kind of drawing. Uh -huh. So then I really was like going in and doing like the sketches and, like, they were kind of more fun and more, like, um, gestural. And, yeah. like, like sometimes even more interesting than the final drawings. Mm -hmm. But, like, but then after I stopped, I don't know. Like, everything just went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I feel like, like don't you said, like, people, <laughs> people or I don't even, or if I'm sketching, it's more for, like, just, like, a leisure thing and not so much, like, oh, I should be sketching, like, before a painting, or... Yeah. Design. And then maybe, like, that would actually help me, um... <laughs> maybe it would, like, yes, I know it would, like, <laughs> everybody has said it would. <laughs> like, um, help me continue, you know, <laughs> just decide what I'm gonna do yeah. with my final drawing, with my final painting, like, yeah. whatever it is, like, yeah. And, um... How do you say your name? Louise? Despont. Oh, Louise Despont. Yeah, she was saying how, like, um, there was sort of a fulfillment from just finishing a sketchbook and knowing that you don't have to make it perfect. Like, she was literally just making collages, cutting and pasting random things. If a page wasn't filled, you know, but there was some sort of mark. But just completing it was sort of a nice thing because you're not oh, worried about having something, yeah. you know? And she said, like, even... <clears throat> the accidents were, like, yeah. still, like, a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, like, she wasn't so worried about, like, erasing or, mm -hmm. like, you know, having a perfect piece of paper. And that that still contributed to the finishing of the sketchbook, yeah. even though it wasn't a purposeful mark. And I think that's one thing that's always intimidated me about, like, having a sketchbook or completing one is that if you look at any single one of them, or I guess, yeah, like... I never knew if I should be like, okay, this sketchbook's dedicated to doing collage, this sketchbook's dedicated to pen, this sketchbook's dedicated to pencil, or I can't do, like, this one's only for my flash, or this one's only for, you know? And when she's flipping through hers, you see collage on one page, what looks to be, like, a watercolor on another one, what looks to be black fountain ink on another one, what looks to be, like, um, pencil markings, and... So not having that restriction, like, I guess it's also like um, when people are like, oh, I love stationery. I'm obsessed with my stationery. Oh, and you don't yeah. want to touch the stationery. <laughs> yeah. So you just end up with all these journals and notebooks. Like, 
because you don't want to mess up the page and it's like well you have to put something on the I know, page and you like, just that's have like to the point that's the of point like of the it page, yeah but it i don't know what it is that's so daunting about it sometimes and it's like i don't have to show this to anybody like i should just be doing the marks and it um my sister melissa she listens to the podcast and sometimes she leaves me little voicemails like her thoughts on the episode and when we were talking about, um, oh, we're going to do a challenge. We're going to draw every day, even if it's five minutes a day. And we're going to post it on Sarah, Sundays at Sarah's Instagram. And no, well, you did it. <laughs> Miriam did it. Um, she did really well. And Sarah and I didn't. But you, we weren't sharing what you no, were posting. Yeah. And most of us like, why didn't you guys do it? You literally just had to do something for five minutes. And it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Like, you could have just, like, I know. I still would have been interesting to see. And it's like, even if no one saw it, like, yeah, just make the mark. It's just, just make the mark. And I'd really like to challenge, not challenge myself, but just kind of put myself in that practice again of um, not being so intimidated by the pages, not being so um, rigid with my rules and saying like, oh, this, I can't do. Because sometimes I do want to try like a new marker or a new pencil or I have an idea, or, you know, I'm flipping through a magazine and I'm like, oh, this would be a fun collage, or I like this texture, or I like this color, and I just want, want to clip it and put it somewhere, and I'm like, well, I don't know where I would put it. I should just put it in a sketchbook. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, it's a catalog of all your different thoughts and ideas um, at that moment that you're thinking of them. Also, I think for me, like, um, I always buy larger sketchbooks, but I don't like to carry them around. But sometimes throughout the day, I'll think of something or I'll just want to like, you know, write just write yeah. something down and I don't have access to it or I'll write it on like a piece of coffee paper at work and then I throw it or I lose it because it's not in one place, you know? Um, so I think it is kind of important to find a sketchbook that's right for you. Yeah. Because I can't work really small, but I also, sometimes working too big is also a source of intimidation or it's just not um convenient mm -hmm, yeah, to have not. with you all the time it's really not unless you're carrying around a big backpack or a big tote bag 24 7 but I don't you know yeah and uh, like mm -hmm. the same thing with like the small like I have like a bunch of small ones and like I'm like no this is not, not <laughs> like I'm like this is not it like yeah and I even um I even, like, brought a sketchbook with me to Europe, and that was kind of, like, it was, like, the size was pretty nice. It was, like, not too bad. But I know that I've taken sketchbooks with me. Or, like, have you seen that post where it's, like, an artist taking, like, a giant bag with them? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> they're not using... Just to sit down and yeah. watch the... <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, and I don't use, like, anything, and I don't, like, draw anything, but, like... I, I think, like, I, like, that is something I really want to do is get back into sketchbooking, even if it's just kind of, like, um, like I said, like, nothing too important, or maybe just an idea, yeah. or maybe just even, like, <clears throat> practicing, um, a style that normally I wouldn't like, or normally, like, not, not my style, but just something that I like and would like to practice, mm -hmm. would like to, like you said, the materials... With different material, material. <laughs> <laughs> but um like speaking like I know like one of my friends my friends my friend Charles like he actually did like um I guess like it was an assignment for him when he was in a drawing class 
where like one side they had to fill up like the uh with writing and then on the other side they had to do like a corresponding image but the image didn't always have to be like exactly what the writing said yeah but that I think that was like kind of like an interesting practice like to do like you could do that in your sketchbook like kind of keep like a diary or just like whatever thought you have and then kind of have like a corresponding image even if the image doesn't relate to the drawing and it's kind of like a play on like what is right what is wrong almost kind of like Sarah's like questions yeah Mm -hmm. or and then that too like finding finding thing like like you said, like finding like scraps of paper or something that you like and just like taping it to your sketchbook so you can always like look, <coughs> look back on it. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's case, she would have her trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she started carrying around like a little tin to put all the trash oh, in. Oh, so cute. <laughs> <clears throat> but like what... What do you think is, like, the right kind of sketchbook for you? Or, like, what do you think you would... would it, Like, yeah, like, what do you like to carry when you have your sketchbook? Like, what kind of, like, materials do you have? And, like, what kind of sketchbook do you use? Um, I think in the past I've just used, like, plain... I like paper that's a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like really thin paper, um... And if it has, like, a folder in the back, that's useful for, like, holding scraps. Or sometimes I like to work with translucent papers and layering images. Um, I always like to carry some type of, like, a tape or whiteout. Like, even if it's just, like, the beige painter's tape so that I can stick those things. And that kind of becomes part of the material, too. Or whatever I'm working on. Um, I feel like I really, really would like to get a little watercolor, like, a travel watercolor set. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now I just carry, like, if I have a black or blue ballpoint pen and maybe a mechanical pencil, I don't really like to work in anything else. Like, I really like the smoothness of ballpoint pens and on those kind of thicker papers when they kind of leave the, the, yeah, in that embossing on the page almost. And then pencil, I just love how when you kind of wear it out. And it gets slanted, and it kind of thickens the line, and you... I don't know, it's... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, but, I do. Um, I don't know, I guess I, I'd like to kind of play with color more. And I always feel, like, really inspired, too. Or, like, I'm like, oh, I really want to, like, make a mark right now. Or just kind of, like, you know, color something. I guess it's kind of, like when you're a kid and you have a coloring book and you're just filling in the spots, like sometimes I just kind of want to do those marks where I'm just filling in a block and then maybe I go back later with like a pen and I just draw like a smiley face or stars. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just something simple. Um, But I don't have, I don't carry watercolors in my bag. I don't carry, you know, loose pigments or anything like that in my bag. But I think it'd be nice to have a little travel watercolor kit. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, and then um, any kind of sketchbook with thicker paper. I don't like spiral. I don't know. That really bothers me. I like, I guess, um, when they have more of, like, that book feel. Because I do like working with my, you know, quote-unquote main pieces or, like, my final pieces in kind of, like, a book or journal form. So I like that kind of binding feel. And 
it kind of helps me to look through the work a little bit more intimately than a spiral. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like sometimes spirals get kind of bulky and they fall apart and I don't know, I like something a little durable, something that can get worn out a little bit, mm -hmm. something that can hold different kinds of materials. But I think right now it's just like the size, like I always get sketchbooks that are too big, not just, you know, like 12 by night, you know, yeah. but like they're too thick. And so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. never going to fill this up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I just, you know, it's daunting. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess. What about you? I think before I used to like the bigger sketchbooks mm -hmm. like more of the like what is it like the 11 by 14 yeah or whatever um because but because I was also you know going to class and like I had enough space in my backpack because of, I was already yeah. carrying a backpack and I hated those even really? when I were in class like, I was like why why am I required to get an 11 by 14 I want an 8 by 10 you know yeah <laughs> like and but I think I like having a lot of space to kind of like like you like even if I'm not using the whole page like for one idea then I can use like the bottom of the page for one idea and they kind of like look nice together so I just feel like having a lot of space is nice to mm -hmm. kind of like sort through my ideas but also I, I actually did like the spiral for like a long time <laughs> <laughs> it's because you to know each what? their own yeah just... you know what it's because like i don't like holding like one side down yeah no that, my... that can be annoying that can be annoying. yeah <laughs> and like i just like it to be like completely flat, flat. yeah but um it kind of just depends on how i feel that day but like you said like that is probably do, my like... biggest grievance about <laughs> like the book binding yeah one, book but... binding but... but now like <clears throat> as i've like or or just like right now like i feel like the bookbinding ones are, like, more my preference. And, like, a smaller... Like, like you said, like, maybe a... What, what did you say? Like, a, an 8 by or, like... Well, 8 by 10 is, like, copy paper. So maybe a little bit smaller. Yeah. Like, I don't know what a good dimension is. <laughs> 7 by know, 9. I was, like... Yeah, I was, like, a 7 by 8 or, like, 6 by 8 or something 6.5 by 8. <laughs> like, maybe an A5... <laughs> For... Yeah, what does that mean? I always see A5, A4. This is like an A5. Okay, she's holding up it's a because It's literally everywhere else except for the U.S. Carry, like They go by A5, A5. Yes. When I went to Daiso, I think that um, that thing that I just gave you, it went by like A something, A blah blah blah. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know what this means, but I'll just grab whichever one I like. <laughs> yeah, so like, but literally everywhere. Yeah. The print that I bought from that artist in Italy... It was like A4, A, those were the options, and I had to Google separately, but I think whatever Google page I looked at was also wrong, because when I ordered it, I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of small, but whatever, and then when I got it, it was bigger than I thought, so I was like, I don't know what A, all of this means, like, mm -hmm. I'm probably graphic designers know it a little bit better, yeah, right? maybe, but <coughs> it's kind of like, like, kind of how, like, the, the metrics. Yes, it is exactly <laughs> that. And I wish it wasn't that way. I wish we would use like the A5 and the, and the whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It can't always be good, right? So, um, <laughs> if you don't know what an A5 is, like, just like Google it and you'll see, you'll see. Unless you're like me and it doesn't help you. <laughs> it's kind of small. Well, it's, it's like, well, it would I be the know. size of like, uh, 
maybe like a bullet journal, like the lich. Yeah. Lich, uh-huh. What is that brand called? Oh, I don't lich? know. I know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but right now, the the notebook that I have is like the moleskin one. Oh yeah. And it's like the the drawing one. So the paper is quite thick. Yeah. And I really like it. Because, like, before, I did, I did use, like, the my only complaint about it is that, like, it doesn't have enough pages for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't get enough bang for my buck for it. But, like, I yeah. mean, it is nice paper. But, like, normally, I Most like... expensive. I, normally, I like a lot of pages, but normally the ones that do have a lot of pages are the ones that have thinner paper. Yeah. But right now, I really want to do, like, mixed media, like, and a lot of layering, but, like, I don't feel like I can do that with the thinner paper and then yeah. the water bleeds and like ink bleeds and like it shows up on the other side of the <clears> paper. <throat> so right now my preference is the moleskin similar to the A5 yeah. size and um, thicker mixed media paper. This sketchbook that I have right now that I've been using for like mm-hmm. a year and a half, I really, really love the paper in it. You can find it at Target for, I think it's less than $10. It's oh, like really? 8 something or 9 something. And I love it. Like, if you're looking for a little bit of a larger sketchbook, I mean, it's it's about the size of, like, computer paper, maybe yeah, a little like bit a larger. 11. Yeah, some, just a teensy bit larger than copy paper, printer paper. Um, the pages are a little bit of, like, that off-white kind of yellowish tint. They're a little I bit like thicker. That. Yeah, I like that. It It is a book-bound style. And I like when the cover gets worn. It kind of loses that really intense black. It gets the scuff marks, which I really like. The only thing I don't like about it is that it says sketch really big on the front <laughs> with, like, a silver foil. But mm-hmm. I just put a bunch of tape over it and then stickers and stuff. Um, but I just wish they offered that sketchbook in a small, like just a, a little bit of a smaller size. Mm-hmm. Like I said, something like I just returned the planner that I got cause I, I just need something a teensy bit smaller. St- I can't do too small. I need space to work, but I've been like, my dream sketchbook is exactly this, but like a, th- a quarter smaller. Yeah. But if you're interested, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Target.com or if you have a Target near you. It's a really nice one. Yeah. I'll try to post. Maybe we can post a picture on our Instagram oh, of like yeah, our different kind of sketchbooks that we've had and maybe even just like a couple of our favorite spreads from some of our uh-huh. sketchbooks. I think that'd be kind of cool. No, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I Oh, I'm we can ask like people, curious, like, what's your, but... like, what's your favorite sketchbook or, like, what what's a good... I don't know, brand that you're looking at or mm-hmm. you're always curious about like what's, what's in people's sketchbooks. Like I know that's oh, a little yeah. bit nosy or yeah. whatever, but I like, if they let me, I always try to go, I always like to be <laughs> and go through their sketchbook because I really feel like it is like, you can see it's a lot vulnerable. of, a per- yeah, a lot of people are personal, personally, <laughs> you can see yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What they, what they're thinking about. Do you think that you're gonna? Are you gonna try? Well, you sketch pretty often. I feel. Do you think that you're gonna try to do more? Because for me, I definitely want to. Like, I think I need to get back into that practice of just drawing literally anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've kept up with it pretty well. But is there like anything that you would like any kind of intentions that you have? 
I think uh, for me um, that it would be to kind of like be more loose with what I'm doing because I feel like like even though like I do sketch or like I was doing the sketches for our challenge I feel like they were still like I was still trying to do like maybe a little bit of a final drawing or a little bit of like being just really tight with my lines and stuff like that and I feel like I just want to be, like, completely gestural or totally, like, not, not, like, really overthinking it because I feel like I do do that. Like, and sometimes I'll go through, like, I'll look at references for, like, a really long time, longer than I need to. And it's, like, sometimes I don't really need a reference. Like, you know, some just, like, draw whatever. And then I don't like it or, like... I'm always, like, combating myself with my own self-criticism. Yeah. So, I feel like just telling myself that this sketchbook is just for, like, a, a little bit of leisure, a little bit of ease, a little bit of, like, just jotting down ideas when I need to, or just releasing some energy, then that would be totally fine with that. And I, I feel like I want my sketchbook to turn into that again. Yeah. And I think once you do a couple pages like that, you really, like, your body intuitively gets into that flow. Because when I look in my sketchbooks, I can see where I was... I can look at a page and tell, like, oh, I was looking at a picture while I drew this. Like, or I was referencing something while I drew this. Whereas, like, the pages that I'm more attracted to or interested in are the ones that feel looser, that, you know, kind of have a bunch of stuff going on, different kinds of materials, like... Um, Mm -hmm. that I know, okay, like, you know, I probably started a couple pages, maybe with the reference just to get started. And then I kind of just let my hands start moving and my ideas start going or, and it it just builds off and, you know, it, it just kind of comes with that practice of, you know, you have to start somewhere and then, and then your body just gets into that flow. Yeah. I feel like that's what I need. Yeah. Do you think it's important to sketch? I like because you know, like I was saying that my last couple semesters, I really wasn't sketching that much. I was just kind of working right away. I guess I got scared that the sketch would be better than the output. Yeah, I think because sometimes I love the sketches more than the final, so I didn't want to waste the precious, like you know loose and freeness of the sketch by doing that sketch first and then working on the last project so I kind of stopped sketching at the end but then I felt like because I wasn't sketching I really wasn't preparing my like a a way to organize my thoughts and why I was doing certain things and so I felt like a lot of my work suffered because of that (coughs) so I mean I personally I think it's important to have a sketchbook even if it's just so that you have something to do while you're waiting at the bus stop or when you're getting your coffee or you just have like this you know itch to put something down um that is like very useful to carry even like a small someone but do you think it's really important i feel like it depends who you are like i feel like yeah like i feel like if you're going to take um like, for me, like, I feel like in painting, a sketchbook would be really helpful because then I can kind of see the direction um, more quickly. 
before I put all the paint down. But like, like you said, like in drawing, I was just kind of like avoiding the sketchbook because sometimes I would like the sketchbook more than the drawing itself. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just really depends, like, and depends on like what your concepts are and what you're working towards. And maybe <clears throat> if you start to get stuck or you're starting to have like a little bit of an art block with your final drawings, mm -hmm. maybe then bringing out the sketchbook could be like more useful or vice versa. Like if you don't feel like any of your sketches are working into your final, maybe just start with like the final and like just like switching off just so that your mind stays like, um, what is the word? Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> just so you're, yeah. So just so it's kind of like, you're not doing the same thing over and over or you're challenging yourself in a different way a little bit by changing things up a little bit. So I feel like that, that way it is important, but I also do agree with you where that you should kind of like take a notebook or take a sketchbook with you everywhere you go. Just so when you have a thought, you can write it down or like you have like a little, you see something in person and you want to sketch it. And, like, save that idea for later. I, yeah, I feel like having one on you is a really good idea. But you also have to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Don't just carry around yeah, an I empty journal or sketchbook with you all the time. But, um... It's also just nice to have something to look back at. Like, when I look back at my old sketchbooks, um, you know, they make me laugh. They make me cringe a little bit they or sometimes I look back and I see stuff that I really really like mm -hmm. and I I you know kind of catch myself off guard like oh I did that like I'm I sketched that I made that I thought about this and um sometimes it'll re-inspire me for different because you know sometimes you have a couple different ideas you sketch them out you decide to go one way and you kind of forget about the other stuff and when you look back at it, you're able to get new ideas or, you know, follow out uh, an idea that you didn't get to explore a little bit more in the past. So they're kind of nice. It's kind of like having a time capsule mm -hmm. um, of your work and your experience and also your progress. See, um, you know, how you started and where you're at now. So they're, they're fun to, to have and to fill and to collect and look back at kind of like photos you know they're markers of time just like a lot of things um and you know markers of your creativity and your expression so I think they're really nice to have and even if we don't always feel the most confident in our work or you know feeling a kind of a pressure that if no one sees it it's not important or if someone sees it, it's not good enough, you know, it's, it's good enough for you. Like you need to, um, you need to appreciate all those little, yeah, all the, like the nuances of, and that, that's like <clears throat> all those things, like it takes all those things to get to where like you are today, kind of, yeah, all that process. Well, I think that's really all we have to share about sketchbooks. If you have any sketchbook pages or spreads that you you really like or you're proud of or you want to share with us, 
we'd love to see them. You know, we'll try to share some of ours on our Instagram. And if you'd like, we can share some of yours too on our stories or on our feed. Because I think um, it'll definitely inspire people to pull out their sketchbooks and blow the dust off and maybe, you know, put some new marks down. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Sundays at Sarah's. You can DM us there. You could also email us. We have a Gmail account set up. It's also Sundays at Sarah's at gmail.com. Um, we're always excited anytime we get any kind of message, if it's feedback on an episode, if it's work that you're doing, uh, you know, uh, future topic ideas that you want to listen to. It means a lot to us to have any kind of interaction with you guys, with you all. Um, um, don't forget that Sarah's solo show is going to be happening this week, November, what's today? 14th. November 14th is the reception, but the week Let's pull up the week. Let's let's pull pull up up the the dates. The calendar. We'll be installing Sunday, which Uh, is the the 10th. The show will be up the 11th through the 15th, reception on the 14th, and we'll put dates and times on our instagram account as well yeah so please show sarah some support i know we'll be documenting it like yeah we'll be at the reception yeah Mm -hmm. so please show up (laughs) (laughs) please show up um Um, because the work is gonna be good yeah the work is amazing i haven't seen it yet but i know it's amazing (laughs) because sarah's amazing and she's worked her butt off um yeah i think that's it uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you listen to the past ones and the future ones. And stay tuned. We're planning on doing an episode about Sarah's experience, you know, with the solo show. What it's like to install and take it down and hold a reception. And, you know, how all of that felt. Artist statements is a big one that we'd like to go over. So if you have any questions about an artist statement, uh, anything you'd like us to address, let us know now. So that way we can kind of be prepared to cover it or you know any sort of points that you need addressed um and again any sort of future topic ideas we have a list but we'd like to know what you'd like to hear as well so thank you for joining us again this is marissa and this is miriam and this has been sundays at sarah's without sarah (laughs) (laughs) all right bye. bye